If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Hello and welcome to Newborn Mothers Podcast. Today I have Roya Loy on the show. She's a doula and childbirth educator and also the creator of Inside a Mum, which we will talk about throughout the podcast. And Roya, I wanted to get you on the show today because I wanted to talk to you, me being a postpartum doula, you being a birth doula and also childbirth educator, you do a bunch of other things. But what I'm always really interested in is how we can collaborate and, and how we can work together and how the roles differ as well so um but let's start from the very beginning do you want to introduce yourself and um tell us how you came to do this work yeah absolutely so i'm a dual and childbirth educator as you had mentioned and i started my work as a doula actually after i had my first daughter my daughter and basically I didn't expect to become a doula. I wasn't planning on becoming a doula. I first started as a yoga instructor and I saw an ad actually on a board at a yoga studio that I was teaching at uh, talking about doulas and I had had a doula and I found them very supportive. And basically I had done so much research prior to my own birth because of this fear I had about childbirth. And I really thought I could put that knowledge to use helping other mothers, other expecting mothers. And I thought it would be a great idea. So I started the trainings. I went through them. And initially what I did was I started volunteering my services within the community. And the organization that I went through, it was a donor international and they highly encouraged that, you know, and I do believe that doulas should charge their worth because it is a very valuable profession. But starting out, I was just learning. And when I was learning, it was, it was sort of like I was okay with shadowing or I was okay with, you know, providing that knowledge and that emotional and physical support. But I would, didn't have that confidence that a lot of other experienced doulas had. So I was totally okay with that. And I also felt like I was really in my element when I was doing that, when I was supporting uh, expecting moms. So like going back though earlier, as I mentioned, I wasn't planning on becoming a doula and it sort of, it was basically something that I fell into. But what I also learned was that you have to promote yourself. You have to learn business skills as a doula and I didn't have those like as much as I wanted or as much as I needed. And the doulas in my own community were really struggling as well too, because not everybody in our community knew what a doula was. And for some people who did know what they were like, they would always gravitate towards those people who were already established within the community. So we had a group of doulas who were newly trained and who were, you know, really good at what they were doing as they were learning and they've gained experience along the way, but we really didn't, um, we didn't have that stronghold in our community or that influence in our community early on. 
So what we ended up doing was, is we formed a collective and we got together and we'd have meetings like once every, once every month. And we'd talk about how we could raise awareness about doula work within our community. And we did that through, through just, you know, educational brochures that we'd you know, send out to doctor's offices, but still that wasn't enough and something was missing. And I was in a discussion with another uh, doula that was in another province and she was talking about how they had started a nonprofit program for women who couldn't, uh, women and families, individuals who couldn't access doula support, whether birth or postpartum doula support. And I thought to myself, I thought this would be really a really great way for us to offer these services to our own community and to people who may not have ever experienced doula support or may not even know what it was, but who also couldn't afford it. And at the same time, we'd be offering our services, we would gain that experience and we would also be able to help you know, individuals in our community. So we ended up doing that and we formed that collective. And through that, we started, um, we created a nonprofit and uh, that group is still, still standing. They want, went on to create a charity and uh, we had our first benefit concert and it was, it was great. It was wonderful. It was a really wonderful event. Like, so I think over 200 community members came And the interesting thing was, it wasn't just a benefit concert, like everybody, you know, came together and we were able to raise awareness about doula work um, at that event prior to the music starting. So I think it was a great way to kick off, you know, you know, our organization and also a great way to raise awareness uh, in our community about birth and postpartum doula work. So yeah, that's kind of how I got into it. Yeah, I love that story. That's so inspiring having a a benefit concert because, yeah, like you said, it's going to not only raise some funds but also educate people on, on, you know, the kind of support that they deserve. Um, I love it. But then so you weren't, you said you originally weren't really planning on actually being a doula but you did end up being a doula. So how did that happen? Yeah, so I went to school uh, and I was studying um, environmental studies, actually. And I had actually wanted to become a naturopath. And I got into schools for naturopathy. But um, the current town we were in, the, actually, the current school that I wanted to go to, it was a school called Bastyr. And it's, it's in the States. But my husband and I were living in Canada and we were living in Canada at the time. So we kind of chose, chose a middle ground, which was, you know, uh, where we're at uh, in Canada. And so I decided to continue with my master's in environmental studies. And after that, it was sort of like, you know, we had, there were some, you know, um, life experiences, life events and things that happened along the way. And I just never really got to, you know, attend naturopathic school. So, so basically when I found out I was pregnant with my daughter, actually, (laughs) The reason I became so knowledgeable about birth was because, and uh, it might sound silly, but when I was younger, I think it was around like, I think it was around high school or something like that. My mother was very into astrology and fortune telling, and she sent me to this one fortune teller and 
she told me that I would have, normally they tell you really nice things like, oh, you're going to be this, or you're going to be wealthy, or you're going to do this or that, all that kind of stuff. This one didn't tell me that kind of thing. She's like, you're, you're going to have a very difficult birth. And I was like, why would you say that to somebody? And uh, it's so I, terrible. If you weren't going to already, you would now that she's told you that, you know, like she's like um, planting that in your body. <laughs> Exactly. You're so right. Because, because it, it increases that fear within you already. So basically it was just, it was a sort of, I wasn't scared at the moment. I, I kind of pushed it, you know, in the back of my mind and I'm like, I'm probably not even going to have children. I wasn't planning on that. I, I was in the mindset of, you know, there's the earth is really populated. I could probably adopt and I was already fearful of birth anyway. But um, our daughter was sort of a surprise baby. And um, so I was kicked into high gear when I found out I was pregnant. And basically what happened was, is I just, I read every single piece of material I could get my hands on. I read all the childbirth books that I could. But the problem was, is nobody else, nobody told me about how crucial it was to prepare for the postpartum period and everything lined up for my birth. I had an excellent doula. I had, you know, all the information, but one thing I really wish I had had was postpartum support because I was like so exhausted and I was so tired and I didn't really know how to handle the situation as well as I could have had I had, you know, even more support. And yes, I did have, you know, family support. My husband was very supportive. My mom was really supportive at the time. I think she stayed with us for a month. But even a month is not long enough when you consider how sleep de deprivation affects your body in the postpartum period. So, um, yeah, basically, um, that's, how, that's how it all happened. And it was, it was quite an experience. But I'm... I'm Basically, what happened was is because of the knowledge I had gained through childbirth, uh, you know, reading childbirth books and information re related to childbirth, I wasn't as scared when the time came. I knew I was prepared and I was sort of like, well, whatever happens, happens. I'm fully prepared now. There's nothing else I could have done to make this, you know, better than I could have. And I actually did have a satisfying birth experience. So, just in case anyone's listening and they have that fear or they think something's going to go wrong. Like if you're prepared and if you have the right support people, things can definitely go your way and things will be okay. Even if an astrologer has told you otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Just ignore them. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to a great podcast once with a woman who was a pagan and she said when she gets messages from the spirits and the gods and things, she said in her religion, because there's lots of gods, some of them are good and some of them are bad and some of them are cheeky and some of them are tricking. So she says whenever you receive a message for her, it's like, you know, you can say like, no, that's not, you know, that's not what I want to hear or that's not true. You're allowed to reject um those and, and think about them critically which I really loved so yeah you have to think when someone tells you like that is this useful is it actually helping me or not exactly and I and I totally agree with that I'm like you can take it however you want it and you can interpret it how you want it and then utilize it in a way that's beneficial for you so for me that was 
actually really beneficial because it increased my awareness. Had I not had that, I probably would not have been as prepared. Yeah. And maybe you wouldn't have had such a good birth experience. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. I love that story. So then how did you move on from there to starting um, inside a mom as well? Because now you do a range of like lifestyle, yoga, um, you know, and you've got a really great podcast. You've done lots of episodes. I think you've been doing it for quite a while. So how did you kind of broaden that vision to um, be a much more sort of rounded support system for moms? Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll definitely go into that. But uh, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I forgot to mention it. I didn't have the greatest birth experience, but I did have a satisfying one. So there were some stuff, you know, some issues that came up, you know, it was in a hospital setting. Um, but at the same time, it, it was at the end satisfying and there were no major emergencies that I had to deal with afterwards. But yeah, you know, insider mom coming from that sort of came out of all of this. Uh, the yoga aspect of it was because, well, initially I'd wanted to do teach yoga. I, I had started yoga probably when I was in high school. I went to a class when I was you know, with my mom and it was really comforting and really calming and I love the feeling that it gave my body and my mind. So um, I was like, well, you know, I really want to learn about uh, yoga philosophy. I want to learn, uh, get more in depth on the poses. And I love to teach. So anything I learn, I love to teach. So I took a training and became a yoga instructor. And in between all of this, I had been drawn to learning about, you know, the online space and how I could promote my work online. And I had looked into blogging. There was a time that, you know, I was you know, dabbling in blogging, even in college. And, you know, I'd started a couple, but never really went full force, you know, into, into the whole blogging world and really promoting myself that way and the work that I did. But um, so I started off, you know, creating a lifestyle blog. I think it was something like full wellness living or something. And I didn't really tie it to my doula work. Um, I thought maybe it, it would be separate. And then I would have, you know, my yoga and the blog as sort of a side hustle thing, you know, on the side. And um, later on, I realized that Actually, it could be really beneficial if I mesh the two because there are so many moms that could benefit from yoga, especially new and expecting moms. So, you know, I learned about prenatal yoga. I went into that after, you know, training traditional hatha yoga. And um, after training in hatha yoga, I was like, okay, well, you know, I can apply not only my doula knowledge and my knowledge of birth because Yes, yoga is excellent for the body, but I also have been to yoga classes myself where, for example, instructors without the knowledge of, you know, childbirth and, the, you know, um, pregnancy, they could really put you in a pose where it could cause a specific injury, you know, if you're not careful. And it may not be the case for people who've practiced it for many years, but I feel that those of us who are in the field of uh, pregnancy or postpartum professional work, if you have that knowledge, you can totally apply it to your yoga practice and to supporting moms who are, you know, in that phase of life. So that's 
that's how yo uh, that's how insider mom came about and that's why i decided to mesh the two and figure out if i could make it work and it's been really great because i've been able to connect with other moms and um those who've not only been in the birth and postpartum field but in other professions and just and sometimes we've discussed you know their birth stories as well too and every every mom has a birth story and it's it's a really it's a really defining moment in your life and sometimes it is traumatic it can be difficult but i wanted to and sometimes it can be extremely beautiful but i wanted to be able to offer a space where people could get more information about what other moms are doing or what they have experienced and how they can both thrive during that time period and after are you loving this podcast? Check out our books at newbornmothers.com. Nourishing Newborn Mothers is a recipe book designed to nourish your mind, body, and soul after childbirth. And my second book, Newborn Mothers, was a bestseller. I know, I can't believe it either. It's about baby brain, village building, and how to find happiness in 21st century parenting. You can get the first chapter free of both books at newbornmothers.com books. Yeah, I, I really love that. And I, I think that's one thing that really stands out on your podcast is you've got such a wide range of, of guests. But, and, and going back to yoga, I also really agree with you that um, I did yoga for 10 years, I think, before I had kids. But when I went back to yoga afterwards, it was difficult for me to find a class, you know, that suits my body. And even years after having babies, there's still things about my body that are different. And um, the way that a lot of teachers... <clears throat> I don't know, it's a very Western thing, isn't it, to kind of like push people too far and like it becomes a bit like a yoga boot camp kind of thing. And um, I think a lot of mums struggle with that if they haven't got their abdominal, their core, their pelvic floor, um, you know, wrists. Like there are so many different parts of your body that change. Um, so, and I also really love that you can then start bringing in some of your other stuff. You can start mentioning all of your childbirth education and do you have a breastfeeding plan and should we talk about postpartum and, you know, you can start bringing all of that stuff in as well. People just Absolutely. think they're coming for exercise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then there's, then there's everything else. Um, so <clears throat> let's talk about maybe the difference then between being a birth doula and being postpartum doula, because you mentioned that you had a birth doula, but not a postpartum doula and that you had planned for birth and not for postpartum. This is such a common story where say it's like a wedding, you plan for the big day and then you only realize afterwards, oh, we're going to be here forever. <laughs> I hadn't really thought about this bit. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yes. Uh, so basically um, a lot of doulas, when they start out, they they have this vision of like what the doula profession is. And I had this own vision myself. I was like, okay, you you have this profession and it's not a nine to five. It's fairly flexible. But what I didn't know going into it was that because of the unpredictability of it, you have to have certain supports and systems in place to be able to be a, a birth doula. And um, I was lucky enough, you know, my partner at the time was doing a PhD and, you know, he was working um, at the college at the time and he had that flexibility to be home whenever I needed to attend a birth. So if your partner has a flexible job, 
position where they can take care of the kids, that's great. You know, you can definitely be a birth doula or there are a lot of birth doulas who, you know, are empty nesters. Their kids have left and they've started their birth doula profession or they've accelerated it or grown it. Um, but it's not the best thing to do when you have, you know, kids to care for and you don't have that support system. If your partner doesn't have a flexible job, if, if, for example, you don't have family in town, you know, there are doulas who live with their, you know, moms a few doors down or, you know, within the community. And that's excellent because you can get that support and you can offer your support to other um, families in your area. But if you don't, you can't, it's really hard to find a daycare center at 3 a.m. in the morning when you're, when you're, um, a client is going into labor. So, um, yeah, going into that, I think a lot of, a lot of people who are considering the doula profession need to consider that before going into working as a birth doula. So yeah, the postpartum piece of it was it's like, I've worked with postpartum doulas or birth doulas who, who have later gone on to become postpartum doulas because hey of there, the flexibility I'm interrupting of this podcast to let you know you that if you are really enjoying this episode, then you'll really time. enjoy New I mean, Mother's Collective too. They need it, the Collective is online postpartum training and professional and, development um, with yeah, over a thousand students from 40 different countries around the world. Wherever you are in your postpartum career, taking your first step or with decades of experience, if you feel so a deep calling better, to work so with new families different. during this life-changing and transformation. I highly encourage it newborn whenever I, I've had a client, I've said, you know, Learn if you can, over at you know, newbornmothers.com slash training are you having postpartum and doula, the show. And I would often recommend other postpartum doulas within the community for them. Yeah, I love that. And, I, and when I was working more actively as a postpartum doula, I was the same. I had a bunch of birth doulas and we would often work in in teams you know so you know and my clients I'd say have you got a birth doula and they'd say no and I'd say great here's here's a few that you should um you know reach out to and and see what clicks because it's really good to have both um and and originally I feel like we only need birth doulas here and now because we're working in this awful system you know like there's so many things that are set up to stop a woman having a healthy, safe, normal, satisfying birth. So we actually need a lot of help to kind of like dismantle that and, and um, rebuild something better. But, but actually in old times, we would have always had postpartum care. We would have always had our community bringing food, doing massage, you know, helping out with older children. You know, a woman would never have been left alone at that time um, in her life. And, and although you said you had family, like you said, it's a bit different because in our culture we don't really have a framework for support. So often bringing in a professional can be really helpful because they have, you know, taken the time to actually learn about postpartum rather than just accepting that the way our culture does it is, is the norm and that we can't do any better, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think that's really great. And, and same in my work now as a trainer, we get a lot of people who are birth doulas who've got small children and go, look, I really love being a birth doula, but it just can't fit it in right now. <laughs> um, and postpartum work is a nice way to still stay in the field and um, that, that being able to have a bit more um, predictable work. So, yeah, I, I love it. Absolutely. And you mentioned that aspect of, you know, our culture not really um... – not being as open to it or not being ingrained in it, but there are other 
other cultures and um, I've had clients where, you know, they've either been from India or other places where they want to have their massage scheduled every day for several weeks after giving birth. And for me, the first time I heard that, I was like shocked. I'm like, somebody could get a massage for every day <laughs> after giving birth. That's, that's incredible. That's excellent. You know, I wish North American women uh, really, you know, understood how much they too deserve that because it's, it's, it's no joke. It's, it's a, it's a life-changing experience and your body goes through a lot and you need a lot of care during that period. Yeah, we definitely just have this assumption in our culture that women's bodies are not as important. You know, they don't have value in and of themselves. I even like I was watching, I watched two films about two people hiking on the same track. They were both going for the record, um, you know, the, the quickest time to do this thousand kilometer track. And uh, there was a guy and there was a girl and the woman did it entirely by herself. She had her partner there doing food drops, but that was really it. And the guy had like a physio and a dietitian. He had a team who were like running alongside him. He even had a like a running partner who actually had to drop out part along the way. But I was like, isn't that just how we do life? <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> You know, if a man was going to go through such a huge, um, you know, physical and mental effort like childbirth, there's no way they would just be like, don't worry, uh, I'll just figure it out on my own. <laughs> exactly. And I, and I think that's a common theme I've been noticing. Like a lot of us think that, you know, and, and it's okay. There's a period of time that we, we can totally do it and we need to. But I also think, you know, why, why shouldn't we? Why not us? Why can't we also get the support that we need? It'll make us more productive. It'll, you know, help us excel faster. But I feel like a lot of times as mothers, we think that, you know, everybody else needs to be cared for first. I come last. And there's a lot of that sacrifice, which is understandable and is okay. And sometimes it's needed, but it's also needed for us to sometimes be like, okay, this is my time. This is what I want to do. I need the support. I need to go find those people who can help me. And not just in birth, not just in part postpartum, but in every area of life, whether it's for work, for business, for, you know, the household errands or anything. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think motherhood is a really nice little entryway to that. Like if we can't kind of lean into our village and ask for help and, um, you know, find that support at that time in our lives, when are we going to do that? You know, like this is just, it's such a big moment and an invitation to go, all right, there's a different way of doing this. We, we can actually live together. We can help each other out. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. And I love that too, that we're here talking about having a postpartum doula and a birth doula. Why not both? <laughs> absolutely. They're both absolutely necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to tell us about um, before we wrap up? Sure. Yeah. Um, so what I've been doing, I've, I've been trying to basically converge um, and get together a group of both, you know, birth professionals and postpartum professionals and new and expecting moms. So 
with Insider Mom, what I've been doing is I've been working on a summit that's actually coming up in March, uh, March 5th, uh, it starts. And it's at insidermom.com backslash summit. So if anyone's interested, they can totally sign up. And it's basically um, an online lifestyle and and business summit for those in the birth and postpartum related professions. And as I mentioned, new and expecting moms, because that is also a time period where a lot of mothers are transitioning. Sometimes, you know, women will decide they want to go down a different path and they want to work on something else, or they want to find work that they can do from home or something that's flexible with their kids. So yeah, I really created that in order to be able, uh, in order to be able to allow um, uh, moms to explore the possibility of what they can do, you know, virtually online. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to share that. Yeah, I love it. We'll make sure that the link goes up in the show notes for people who are interested, but there's a bunch of great speakers, including myself. <laughs> yes. I'm so excited um, but- to have you. Yeah, no, it's really interesting. I'm looking forward to hearing what the other speakers have to say as well, uh, in all seriousness. But, um, yeah, that's happening in March and we'll share it with you. And for people who want to know more about you, it's at insidermum.com, spelled the North American way, not the Australian English way. <laughs> yes, M-O-M, insidermum.com, yeah. Yeah, yeah, mom. And... Uh, so yeah, go and check out the podcast and um, and the rest of Roy's work with you know yoga and and childbirth education and all the other things. So thank you so much, and we'll we'll see you. Um, I'll see you at the summit in March, and we'll we'll share all the details in the show notes. Excellent. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high-quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.